This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I find it a little funny when people uh, bring up the issue of privacy and the lack of privacy when they're sharing every little detail of their life on Facebook. Well, <laughs> I'm going to sit there and complain that uh, people have access to information. Meanwhile, they're just making everything publicly available. One of the five million reasons why I'm not on social media, I just don't really want my life exposed like that. Not even my name, really. But on the other hand, you know, whenever we uh, talk about the issue of privacy, people will bring up, you know, lists, right? Like the, the lists that the Germans kept on the Jews, and that's how they were rounded up and, and led to their deaths in the concentration camps. And this was really very true. This counting, this uh, uh, listing, yeah, it, it can be used for very nefarious purposes, Right. Gives somebody with access to that information a big advantage if they want to try and um, influence, let's say, a situation, right? But the fact of the matter, I don't think most people realize when you register to vote that, you know, there, there's lists of registered voters. And those lists, by law, have to be publicly available. Of course. Of course they have to be publicly available. And so, you know, when you people say, wow, the you know, liberals want to uh, eradicate conservatives and vice versa, all the information's really already there. And uh, not really in a, a database where it can be uh, queried and sorted with great detail. However, it can easily be imported into a database that allows that to be possible. But there's really not much data available. When you get the voter registration list, which I have for Pennsylvania, it's part of, if you're campaigning, it's part of the process that you go through. And as I was considering campaigning, I got the lists and I brought them into a database. But all you have there is basically a name and an address. Uh, I think there's another column or two, but there's really nothing there to uh, sort by, to target, let's say, except for address. You know, so if you want, and if you could map it with, say, a, a, a GIS system, or you don't even need a GIS system, uh, there's other uh, locator software you pump in the address. I think uh, Google has a function that does it, it'll, you know, put pins on a map for you. I don't, I don't really use that, but I'm pretty sure it's widely available. So, you know, you could use that information, say you were campaigning, and say, well, there's a high concentration of, of friendlies here. Or if you wanted to target the non-friendlies, right, whatever the case might be. Or maybe you want to target them differently, which is really phenomenal when you think about it, that you could go into areas and say, well, I'm going to give the registered Democrats this information, but I'm going to give the registered Republicans this information. Not to be deceitful about it, but it would make sense to target that information, right? Of course it would. I would. This is how I plan to, to do the campaign. Now, 
You could probably take this a step further if you had access to the right information, which I think is probably just a matter of knowing where to get it. And that is you could take those names and addresses and marry it up with consumer data, driver's license data. I don't know the limitations of it. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of it may be costly to get the information. But I would imagine it can be done pretty easily at this point. So you take the voter registration rules. If they're going to be targeted politically, everything they need is there. You know, they could take that, plug it into a GIS, put the uh, coordinates in for your house, and send a kamikaze drone to your little registered Republican hut and just poof, just like that. (laughs) It's really possible. So... I don't know, with that as a backdrop, what are we really talking about in terms of privacy? There is none. Add to that the fact that you got people putting their baby pictures and the, uh, their latest marriage on Facebook, whatever firearms they might own. I never understood that. Let me show the world what firearms I have. It's just dumb from about a million different reasons for about a different million different reasons. So there's no privacy, so you have to conduct yourself accordingly. Uh, you can hide as much as you can. Uh, I don't do as good a job as I should. I should probably get a, a VPN and, and take other steps to protect uh, my identity or whatever you want to say, my privacy. I guess I just don't care enough. I don't worry too much about that. Uh, I do. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I do take measures to protect what's important. I don't want to say I'm reckless about it. But in terms of concealing the IP address and the podcasts are uploaded from it, and, you know, if the CIA wanted to find me, I don't think it would be too difficult to do it, quite frankly. I had uh, the author, John Nance, his um, his uh, PR agency or, or whatever they were that reached out to me. They reached out to me on my home email. Interesting, right? I asked them. I said, how did you get in touch with me here? Ah, we have people that have access to information. Fascinating, right? Um, so it's just not that difficult. And I think that you know, if, if a PR firm can do it, certainly a, a private detective or somebody who was or did or you know what I mean? I, I can't imagine it's that difficult today. What does that mean? Like I said, you you have to, uh, I guess, at least acknowledge it. I mean, you you got a couple options. You could not have a cell phone, internet access, and you know go uh, hide out off the Appalachian Trail somewhere. You know, I was having a conversation about that the other day. Anybody have hiked the Appalachian Trail? Listen to this podcast. That's a big deal. From what, Maine to Georgia? Does it go down to Florida? I think it might. That'd be incredible, walking down from Maine. Absolutely incredible. I, I, when I was younger, I've, I've been on pieces of the, uh, of the Appalachian Trail. At this point in my life, uh, not going to happen. There's no way. My knees, they're holding up, but uh, as far as, you know, cranking out... 20-mile days with a pack on, mm, <laughs> I'm going to say, no, uh, my back, I wouldn't want to risk it. It's just, and I don't think it would be that enjoyable to me at this point. I really don't. You know, I'm good for a couple hours of hiking and then, like, you know, 
going and getting some barbecue. Like my son and I hiked the Valley Forge. Uh, I'll be sleeping on the ground when I get there and hoping I can get a fire lit and eating beanie weenies out of a can. No thanks. <laughs> no, no interest in doing that right now. I, I, you know, listen, I, I'm telling you, you know, I, I kind of wish I would. Maybe I'll change my mind at some point. But hiking the Appalachian Trail right now. But you can go out. I'm told you can go out there. There's like criminals out there hiding. And so you got to be a little careful. I think you got to be a little careful from a a number of different reasons. Anyway, that's about the only way you're going to get any privacy now. Go go ditch your phone, your internet access, cash only, and, and just go live in a little hut off the Appalachian Trail. And you can be a pirate robbing hikers. Hey. There's a toll to cross here. <laughs> I don't want to give anybody any ideas. The CIA will be looking for me or the FBI or whatever. They'll be throwing me in the clink like the January 6th protesters. They'll be smacking me around, not letting me see my family, treat me like a political terrorist. Hey, hey, were you talking about <laughs> pirating hikers? <laughs> I was joking around. It's not funny. It's the world we live in. Oh boy! If I if I get thrown in jail if, for something I said on the podcast, you guys are gonna is anybody gonna bail me out? I won't hold my breath in this crowd. I know how it works. United States Postal Service spied on pro gun protesters. I really don't know what that's about. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, why would the Postal Service be spying on anybody for that matter? Uh, something about their budget, right? Like their their budget's totally uh, messed up. I, I don't know how they're they're getting by. Maybe somebody can explain. That. I guess the treasury just bails them out at the end of the year. Whatever they need, they just get. Yeah, the pension is really the problem. The way Congress forced it to be funded, some archaic formula, and it's costing the post office a fortune to catch up on this plan that they're on. Uh, meanwhile, they're going to spy on people, pro-gun people. What's wrong with being pro-gun? I call being pro-gun patriotic. You know, uh, speaking of, of pro-gun and, and patriotic and, you know, my my um, radical stance on so many things, right? I was going to title the podcast this. that I was going to say I'm a liberal, but I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to tick it. so many people off if I say this. If you really break down the things I talk about, the environment, uh, my feelings about equality, um, um, I don't know. But many of my my position on the marijuana, I'm the liberal. I mean, I say fiscally conservative, socially liberal. I don't really say that anymore because... You know, to say you're a liberal now is kind of to say you're a socialist, really. Go Ukraine. And all of a sudden, you're like, you got to cheer everything that the left champions, whether whether it's an in, the latest injection or the latest war. You agree, right? No middle of the road there on the left. No acquiescing to anything. Um, anyway, I don't know. It's a crazy time, right? Postal Service spying. Florida warns credit card companies it will bring down the hammer if they track gun purchases. Florida is saying, hey, you cannot track this information. You really have to think for a minute that it's quite sinister that these finance companies would, on their own, not due to any regulation requiring it, 
They say, we're going to collect this data. For what? It's insane when you think about it. Absolutely insane. So let me mention this. This is going to be a complete uh, right turn in terms of topics here. Andrew Torba, who is the president of Gab, the social media site, Gab, gab gab.com. I don't think many people are on there uh, as far as our audience. I don't know why. I think it's great. It's different. It's not like uh, Face Scam or or, uh, Twitter or, or, you know, it's not censored. Now, you can't go on there, you know, threatening to kill people and stuff because it's not allowed pornography, but as your political views, your racial views. You know, I've said this before. We live in a country where you're free to say that you don't like this or that or them. Now, I'm not saying that because it's permissible, you should. You know, I think, you know, shutting the hell up once in a while would do wonders for for marriages. (laughs) This is a note to self, by the way as I yammer on for 40 minutes a day. Um, I'm just saying that we're free to do this, right? We know this. Uh, And Gab allows it instead of censoring it. There's another fine example, right? This censoring on on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. They do it. A regulatory requirement, overreaching government, overreaching tech. It's kind of blowing up, I think. Well, anyway, Andrew Torba, president of Gab, he put out this letter, if you will, and uh, he's basically making the case for Christian nationalism, that we should be a Christian nation. And um, I'm not really sure uh, what has compelled him. I, I guess it's his evangelical desires. Uh, even in that regard, I would say not everything needs to be spoken, and I think this was probably one of those. Um, I don't really agree with them, you know, to say that we're a Christian nation. I, I don't think you can, well, you can legalize religion. I just, uh, you don't, Christianity can't be legalized in my Christian view. You can't legalize Christianity. And uh, anyway, you know, I guess Andrew Torba and I, maybe we don't share the same perspective on it. The other thing is, I, I believe, and don't quote me, a lot of people say we're a Judeo-Christian country. And I don't know where that comes from. And I don't even agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. We're not a Jewish country. We're not, and, and there's a big difference. We are a, the, all of the guiding principles within the Constitution uh, come from a, a Protestant, reformist, theological philosophy. Whew. I don't know what I just said there. I almost sounded like a politician, didn't I? Don't ask me to repeat that. I, I can tell you, and you can uh, look at it yourself to one degree or another. And as is true to Christian or uh, to, to, to reformist Protestants and Anabaptists, uh, but more so the, the reformers, the Lutherans, I, I, we'd have to look at the founding fathers, their exact churches. And it may be a little different as to compared to now. But they were Protestant reformers, particularly Thomas Paine. Uh, you know, in his later writings, he denounced religion and this and that. And uh, 
I believe that he felt uh, alcoholism, quite frankly. It didn't seem like he had much in the way of personal relationships. And um, I really don't know. I haven't, I haven't dug into that. But even, you know, especially Thomas Paine and the arguments. I mean, those are a Protestant reformist philosophy that you're hearing echoed in common. This is a Judeo-Christian. And the difference is, and you can have your own theological perspective for sure. You don't agree with mine. I'm not saying I'm the end-all to be-all on this. But the big difference between Judaism and Christianity is that in Ju- Judaism uh, is guided, at least biblically, is guided by the law, the Torah, the commandments. And you be a good person because it's good to be a good person. And Christianity, at least in the Protestant Reformation view, is guided by grace. And, you know, interestingly, this whole uh, ideal of um, evangelicalism, am I saying that right? No. Andrew Torba's attempts here, um, you know, to, to bring Christianity in front of people, I don't think that it's how it was meant to be, or how it was done at least. I shouldn't say how it was meant to be. I can't, I'm not qualified to say that. But I don't think it's how it was done in the early days. In the early days, the way I see the Gospels is that they simply <laughs> preach the Gospel, which is that your salvation lies in your belief in Christ. Right? The Christ, it's it's the, the, the gift of forgiveness, if you will. That doesn't exist in legalized religion. You know, this idea of salvation and atonement, it doesn't exist in in legalized religion. And if there's no basis, you know, you say in Judaism, some anyway, you know, not all all Judaism is the same, uh, but they say, you know, you'd be a good person because it's good to be a good person to do good in the eyes of God, okay, from a, a religious perspective. But I don't think it really is compelling, frankly. And not that there aren't, you know, plenty of good Jewish people and and bad Christian people and vice versa. But it's a different perspective. <clears throat> and I think when you look at those different perspectives – as guiding principles for the creation of our Constitution and the framework of our government, it's a wholly different way of looking at things. W-H-O-L-L-Y, by the way, not H-O-L-Y, when I say holy. Um, I'm I'm coughing like that. It's the the, uh, vaccine shot I got. It's killing me. My organs are just rotting from the inside out from this DNA altering. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I'll, I'll be surprised if that's the only problem I develop is with the uh, with the vaccine. But anyway, <clears throat> Andrew Torber comes out with this letter that making the case for Christian nationalism. Well, then a, a Scott Lively here who knows him he puts in the, the, uh, this um, open letter to Andrew Torba regarding Christian nationalism. I always love that with these religious zealots. An open letter 
like he's, uh, you know, Martin Luther or something, nailing the, was it Martin Luther? Who was it Luther? Uh, I forget. I think it was Martin Luther, right? Whatever. Nailing the, what did he nail to the church door? Anybody remember? I don't remember. An open letter. <laughs> yeah. Who what makes you think that your uh, opinion of on what uh, Andrew Torba has to say is so divine? I don't think so. I don't think we should be a, a, a Christian nation. I think it's a bad idea. And, I, you know, when you think about the religious perspective, how many people even know what uh, Protestant reformist uh, is? Lutherans, largely. Mennonites. So Anabaptists. Uh, there's more. I can't think of it. Who's the other? There was a couple of the, or I think there was four of the reformists, something like that. But that way of thinking and individual rights and and God-given rights, they did not come from the Catholic Church, and they don't come from uh, Judaism. Judaism talks about birthright, but not in the same way as, as Christians believe that. So you can kind of understand then, with that as, a, as the history of it, why it would come under attack in modern times. The people don't even know what... Uh, reform reformist Christian is, um, you know, let alone what it means in practical terms. On top of that, uh, we're now basically two generations at least that have not been churched in this country. And it, it was really my parents, I believe, that revolted against the church mainly. I don't know if revolted is the right word, but they didn't want to go. And many of them, as they're older, not all, not all, but many of them have some really sour hatred towards the church. Now, people get depressed, people get upset, they like to poke holes in things. We all know that, right? People, some of these people are just negative about everything. I mean, negative, there's just nothing that they're going to feel positive about, so the church just gets, you know, roped into that. But either way, you can kind of understand. People don't understand the philosophy. People haven't been churched. They don't even know the gospel to understand it, really. How many people do you think in this country really understand the gospel of Christ? What would you say is a percentage? Not 80%. I don't think it's 50%. I'd be shocked if it was 30%, quite frankly. How are you going to form a Christian nation it would be no different, really. Uh, I guess it would be different. I was going to say than the Taliban, but it is different than that. But <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. This is not how you uh, promote Christianity. Uh, just my feelings on it. I, I find the, that argument from a religious pr- I like Andrew Torba, by the way. I'm not trying to be argumentative, but I find this uh, counterproductive to Christianity. I think if Andrew Torba is interested in, in spreading Christianity, which I completely support, then he should just simply share the gospel via his, the tools that he has available to him. That's all. That's all that needs to be done. And the rest will take care of itself. That's my feeling on it. I don't know. LinkedIn ran secret experiments for, on 20 million users uh, to study the strength of... Uh, acquaintances on LinkedIn. You say, how egregious. Well, why would I say that if I'm running that I would download the 
the voter rolls and match up any data I could get and, and analyze the data. And I'm saying to you, I would give the Demo- registered Democrats a different piece of literature than the re- registered Republicans if I could, if I could split those lists. Is that deceitful? Is that wrong? Tell me how. Why? Because I've tailored the information to the audience? It's smart. So tech has these tools available. Naturally, they're going to use them. You can't blame them for that. And I don't even know that there's anything nefarious about it. As a matter of fact, on its face, it's probably good for what their intended uh, purpose was. I noticed the other day I was searching on YouTube. Quite frankly, when I let YouTube do the searching, they seem to really know better than me what I wanted to watch, amazingly. (laughs) You know, it's really kind of interesting. Uh, Amazon is another one that's great with this. The question is, how far is too far? Should it be kept secure? You know, what are the limitations? None of this is even discussed. And this data gets sold. It's sold openly around the world. Crazy when you think about it. How much uh, data, credit card data, was stolen by China? or Equifax, or whoever it was, one of the, the credit agencies. Remember that? When they got the TransUnion, was it? I forget. When they got hacked and all that credit data got stolen. And uh, I think it was a, a PR scam, quite frankly. Then they were like, not to worry. <laughs> For anyone, anybody who calls, we're going to give you a 60-day free trial of our uh, – Platinum Guard credit protection. <laughs> In other words, like creating customers out of their own uh, whatever you want to call it. Unreal, right? Yeah, so who knows what was really going on. But as it's reported, all this data was supported by China. I find it suspect, too. I'm like, what is China going to do with my credit information? What, I'm not going to be able to shop on Alibaba anymore? I don't do it anyway. So there. What are you going to do? Did you hear this about the uh, the pipeline? And, uh, you know, 24 hours ago, I brought this up to a friend, and I became, you know, another conspiracy theory wacko. He says BlackRock is not going bankrupt. Vanguard owns BlackRock, and it's only in certain states. I'll get to that, maybe. Interesting story itself. I mentioned this yesterday about BlackRock going bankrupt. Anybody catch that? Nobody cares. There's another one for you. How many people even know what BlackRock is? Amazing, really. So, anyway, this uh, Nord Stream gas pipeline uh, has holes in it suddenly. And Europe is saying that they think it's been sabotaged. And you you have to really kind of ask yourself, uh, what else would have caused it? Now, I think uh, in that area there was uh, military exercises going on, including American military. And uh, there's some finger pointing going on saying that the only country capable of doing this is the United States. Did I mention this yesterday? Very fascinating. German officials uh, added that Russian involvement could not be excluded. Polish prime minister said we don't know all the details of what happened. But we see clearly that it's an act of sabotage related to the next step of escalation of the situation in Ukraine. Wow. Um, Paramount to now investigate the incidents, get full clarity on events and why. 
Any deliberate disruption to active European energy infrastructure is unacceptable and will lead to the strongest possible response. Uh-oh. Is this going to be the, uh, what was the ship that was sunk? Was it in World War One? I? I think, right? It was the ship, World War One or World War Two? that incident that basically sparked a war. Is this going to be it? Really fascinating. Can this thing be fixed? You know, this uh, pipeline at the bottom of the ocean. What's going to happen, you know, in Europe in terms of heat? We've got winter coming. Here's a story for you. This is out of California. Yeah, Center for Medical Progress went undercover and caught abortion executives discussing their profits on the sale of body parts of unborn infants. One executive famously talked about higher prices because, quote, I want a Lamborghini. Pretty disgusting. So here's the story, and and just in practical terms, uh, these people, this group, decide that they're going to go undercover. Presumably, like you can get like undercover uh, recording glasses and stuff from Amazon pretty cheap now. And it's illegal in most places. You better check before you do something. Not illegal everywhere, but it's illegal in most places. And this is what they're being charged with for this illegal wiretapping. Uh, I have to say, as egregious as the testimony was that they captured, and I'm glad that they did, uh, I do believe they should pay the appropriate penalty for that. I'm a big believer that this taping should not go on. I think it's wrong. You think you're having a private conversation, and you come to find that it's being recorded uh, and shared with the world. Uh, It's very sinister when you think about it. And if it's allowed to go on, how can you ever uh, trust that you're having a private conversation with anybody anywhere? I mean, think, think about what that would do in terms of eroding trust among people. I think it needs to be prosecuted. Of course, because it was conservatives doing this to liberals, the conservative media is going to, uh, you know, say how overreaching these jurisdictions are. But uh, certainly we'd be screaming the opposite, and essentially we are with the FBI raid on, on Mar-a-Lago. Not comparing apples to apples with that, but uh, either way it's wrong. So that's my take on it. Matt Getz uh, warns that there's already Republicans um, voicing opposition to what? Oh, to impeaching Biden. I think it's pretty clear that the Republican Party has been heavily infiltrated. This this isn't rhinos. This is liberals that ran as Republicans so they could get in office and completely uh, turncoat on us. Top London cardiologist says stop COVID-19 shots now presents real-world data after confessing he had been willfully blind. Dr. Malhorta, no, Dr. Malhotra, (laughs) probably not saying that right, presented his paper at a news conference in the British capital, so there is a strong scientific, ethical, and moral case to be made that the COVID-19 vaccine rollout must stop immediately until raw data has been released for fully independent scrutiny. So is this guy going to be, what do you call it, silenced, shut down, arrested? Is his YouTube channel going to be marked for disinformation? 
Listen to this story. Obama, the great Obi-Wan banana, come on, the, the, the great Obi-Wan banana head comes out, right? And uh, he had something to say, right? He's at uh, a meeting with Hispanic realtors in San Diego. So how much did they pay uh, oh, banana head here to come speak? And here's what he said. He said, uh, the biggest fuel behind the Republican agenda is related to immigration and the fear that somehow America's character is going to be changed if people of darker shades, there's too many of them here. This slimy scumbag sparking the seeds of division because white people can't expect accept a few more brown people. Now, it's mostly just him and his husband. I'd like to just, all I want to know out of Obama, can you please settle the, 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 the question, is, is Michael a boy or a girl? That's all we want to know. We just want to know the truth. Same with Brittany Griner. Is Brittany Griner a boy or I'm seeing no girl there. Absolutely none. That's a boy. That's a man. That's a dude. Michael Obama's like six foot eight. Something's wrong. <laughs> That's all I want to know. Call me crazy. I really don't care about the politics anymore. Obama's a racist. There's your proof. He hates white people. Has no trouble stirring up. Why isn't he banned? Why is it race baiting banana head? I'm being nice. Why is it? Why isn't he shut down? Why isn't he marked for disinformation? Does he have any evidence to back this up that? That Republicans are afraid of too many dark people here. Where is it? Where is the data to support that? There's none. You know, we helped elect this knucklehead. I didn't. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for uh, uh, oh schmucker here, oh banana head. I didn't vote for Biden. Sorry, can't help you. Wish I could. Uh, Guardians fierce climate crisis reporting. Goes where no one else will. Earth is under threat, yet you would scarcely know it. Unlike most of the media, the Guardian resists political or commercial influence in order to keep the climate crisis front and center. I was speaking to a young guy the other day, an engineer, and he said, you know, especially with the frequency of these storms increasing. I say to myself, where's the evidence to support that? Now, interestingly... This Guardian article goes on to talk about a lot of things that aren't any climate crisis related. And they're talking about environmental issues. I'm not going to go through them one by one, but they make good points about these environmental issues. They really are. But it's not because of anything climate or CO2. It's because of other factors, all of which can and should be solved. I absolutely agree that the uh, Clean Water Act should be amended. Uh, that more needs to be done. But the path that these these so-called environmentalists, which they are not, maybe environmental opportunists, they're scamming people. The answer is electric cars. Unfortunately, Republicans don't like brown-skinned people or electric cars. It's your fault. So <laughs> it, it's just uh, they, they're sucking money in, into so-called environmental causes, which are failing. Time for a different approach, bottom line. So I agree with the merits of the article, not the conclusion. How's that? Five more migrant buses in New York City. I don't know how old this is. It seems like they're they're pumping them in there at a good clip. Really making a statement there.
how long before the people in New York say enough is enough? You know, this is going to be like the uh, the Cuban crisis. Was remember when the Cubans were down in Florida and they had them in those caged-in areas? Now they say that they're uh, setting up this tent city out there in New York, very lovely accommodations, which uh, uh, migrant groups have spoken out against as being inhumane and uh, one-size-fits-all approach not appropriate. In other words, they want hotel rooms for the families and, and people that might have some kind of connection. The rest of these toilet heads can go down there in the, in the tents. But the fact of the matter is very few people are going to get through at this point because of the sheer numbers. So they're all going to go down there and they're going to get penned in. Now they're saying they're going to put them in tents, but there's going to be a cage. You can bank on it. They won't call it a cage. They call it a tent city. If Trump gets elected, it'll become a cage again. And Ocasio-Cortex can go out in the parking lot and you know, stare through some random fence and they'll act like it's the cage around the migrants and she can fake like she's crying like she did for the last election. Remember that? It's just amazing, the nonsense. How is it that the media publishes that and, and that's not in-kind donations to her campaign and the Democrats? It absolutely is. There needs to be a lawsuit. Uh, I guess I said enough about this whole migrant thing. You watch. They're going to... Listen, you're not going to just... They're going to just put... Tents up with no, they have to for the migrants' safety. Come on, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just put a tent out in the middle of New York with nothing around it for safety. You watch what this is going to turn into. All the makings of a crisis. These are becoming, uh, what do you call them, uh, uh, refugee camps, which is exactly what should have been set up in the first place. Refugee camps with a proper immigration setup on premise where you could get people through who are reasonably trying to migrate. Otherwise, you've got to have a program. And the stay in Mexico, I think it was important. Mexico needed to take their fair share. Uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, so the, the head coach, Brittany, Brittany uh, Griner's head coach from uh, LSU, is not speaking about Brittany's, uh, you know, imprisonment. And, of course, the coach is white. I don't know if she's a lesbian or not. I don't think so. Because then uh, Brittany Griner, they're saying it was because she's gay. There's all these allegations. Well, now this coach is taking a beating. Taking a beating because silence is consent. It doesn't mean that I, I, I don't have a, a shared opinion on that, that I don't want to speak about it. I just had to pause there for a second. You don't you didn't even notice that. My daughter comes barging in here. <laughs> She's getting to be that age where she starts arguing with me. Get out of here. <laughs> Need this aggravation. Uh, so this is a CNN article. This says it all right here. Everything I've been trying to tell you about the election and how corrupted the parties are. You're going to learn a lesson right here in practical application. Thank you, Donald Trump and CNN, I guess. So CNN says a stunning stat on Donald Trump's endorsed candidates. And they go through this list. Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania and Dr. Oz and others. And you know you know what these filthy uh, Trump Republicans are doing? You're not going to believe this. It's a good thing CNN blew this wide open. You know what these filthy people are doing? They're not going on TV. Can you believe that? 
the gall of them that they're going to sit there and not run TV ads and do all that. That's how it really works. You think they're going on TV because it's newsworthy. It's because they ran the ads. It's all a big scam. That proves it right there. CNN, thank you for letting us know. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. See you there.